This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Hello, everyone. Welcome hey. to the Geek Pants Camcast. I'm Ken Levitsky. I'm Chris Mercier. You've been working on your voice. Yes. I can tell. I'm getting back into that radio voice. Yeah. Because when we were doing Board Off a few years back, you made fun of my radio voice. <laughs> that is totally And I lost it. I lost it. But I'm going to get it back. Okay. All mm. right. I will try Building not back to make fun to of it. you. Building we'll back happens. up to it. Um, we're going to do your top five comic book runs. Runs? Is runs, that, comics, is that kind of what? whatever. Comics, runs, okay. I got runs, I've got a comic, I've got a single comic on there. Oh, a comic. they're mostly runs. Okay, nice. Yeah. Of all time. Yeah, pretty much at this point, unless something usurps it, you know. Mm. Good work. I like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's kind of an order involved as well, too, but not necessarily. I kind of got an order for mine. Yeah. Um, which you'll see next episode. Yeah. Oh, what's going on here? We got some instant questions. Instant questions. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that's so dumb. I like that. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah no, lasers and shit out of my yeah. fingers and post. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. No, I no. might throw some Nick Cage in there for you. Ooh, Nick Cage out of my fingers. Yeah, I get a pic of him doing coke and put it on their table here. I will also accept that. Okay. I almost feel like you should just have that in general. I'll just. Please leaving Las Vegas right here. <laughs> Entire episode. All right. So, what's the question? Okay. This comes in from John, who goes by the, uh, the username rec underscore high def ninja on Instagram. Did he throw that in? That <laughs> way people can follow them if they like. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Uh, this, I think, is more to, to me, but you can chime in. Yeah, I'll do yeah. whatever the fuck I want. I know you will. <laughs> you love Invincible. Will you be following the new Spider-Man since he's now writing that? Already, already there. I'm already there. I'm reading Amazing Spider-Man. It's actually not Robert Kirkman writing it. Right. It's Ryan Otley who did the art for Invincible. It's Spencer. Doing the art on Amazing Spider-Man. Who's writing it, but... And unfortunately, he's only on for five issues. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a quick run. Because they're doing bi-weekly. So doing five issues of Ryan Otley, five issues of Humberto Ramos. Five issues of Ryan Holly. Not a bad fall. Not bad. Not, not a bad Because I've always liked Rainbow Sun. I know. Earth. It is going to be a little jarring. Yeah. Because the styles are really different. They're quite different. But, uh, but Ramos isn't as, like, nuts as he used to be. Like, you look at his older Spider-Man stuff from early 2000s. Or even stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, He's... it used to be really wacky and all rubbery looking. And I loved it. Yeah, it, it worked really well like... for uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. So... Um, um, yeah, already no, following I'm, it. I'm I mean, the uh, I we, I remember we talked about the first issue, and I was a little bit uh, thrown by how badly he was getting shit on. Yeah, you know, even the, the Avengers uh, in particular, where they were like, "Fuck this guy," and I was like, "What? This is so weird." I found that really weird, but then then I I was like. Then again, I haven't really read Marvel too much the last like four or five Which years. I haven't really either. I don't know. Maybe they're just shitting on him again. But, like, they went through the Superior Spider-Man stuff, and then they found out that it wasn't, in fact, him. Yeah. So then when Peter Parker was back and kicking ass and being, like, really more so, like, Tony Stark Jr. Mm -hmm. uh, towards the end of Slot's run, which is huge. That's a mammoth run. Was it 10 years? Like, 
Ten years. Well, yeah. I mean, first, what? First two years, they had the, the rotating teams because they were doing like weekly right, for a while. That's right. Because they wanted to boost the number of Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> that's right. Stupid. Um, he ended it crazy cool, though. I mean, it looked cool, but I wasn't going to read it because it's. Yeah, I don't know. Slot on Spidey just did the wrong thing. Okay. I, I right. chimed. I chimed in like halfway through to check out that uh, anti. You didn't want to see the finish with Green Goblin Carnage. Green Carnage? No. No, I Carnage, also. You're gonna say Green Carnage. Green Carnage. I like that. Why not? Yeah. I like that actually. So Even though red. he was he was red. Yeah, so red goblin. Basically, he was just like. You know what he kind of looked like was he looked like it's funny that you mentioned Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi's Green Goblin, but covered in the symbiote. He really did because he had the pointy like head. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Green Carnage. Green Carnage. So thank you for the question, John. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. Go read it. It's awesome. This one comes in from Roberto. IGN username Kryptonite1970. Oh, I don't know if I like this guy now. Oh, why? Superman's why? weakness? Superman. This guy's probably a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> or he's probably a nice guy. I don't know. He is awesome. He's a great guy. He's awesome. Superman can kill him. No problem. Uh, this is a very interesting question, um, and one we should have maybe chatted about beforehand. I'm fine not <clears> doing <throat> that. What's the combined weight of both of you? That is a thought provoker. But, yes. Uh, I am currently sitting at 148. Ooh, 148. Pure muscle, right? That's muscle. You know it's muscle. Sure. Yeah. We'll just say... It's the cooler for the six-pack. Or the beer ball. Or that. Do you remember the beer ball? No. Ah, it literally was. I want a little Alan Rickman there. A little ball. Yeah. 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 Galaxy Quest. Yes. Um, yeah, it was literally like a keg, but like a ball, a plastic ball mm -hmm. with a little thing on it. Oh. Yeah. Never saw those. Yeah, pretty smashed off. Then again, I didn't really do much during my right. teen years. Yeah, you were mainlining nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you were mainlining homework. I was a year out fucking partying, and I'm at home still playing with my action figures in my WWE ring here. To be fair, I was also I just wasn't doing it while I was you, partying. Okay, yeah, probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. I mean, not that I got late in high school, but mm -hmm. it would have really snowballed any chances of because like, there's times where I came close. I know I came close. I had and, to. And the woman you attract with that, you should probably not be with that person. Or you marry. Oh. Think about it. Oh. Do you if you're at a party playing with superhero toys and this chick comes up and she goes, Hey, nice superhero toys and then names them, mm -hmm. why wouldn't you date her? That is a really good question. <laughs> like if she literally goes, Hey, isn't that Savage Dragon? And some jerk off says, Oh, I thought that was Incredible Hulk. You're gonna marry that chick because yeah. she knows the difference between Savage Dragon and Incredible Hulk. Yeah, well, especially Savage Dragon. People just see big muscles in green. Yeah. They don't look past that and see a fin. <laughs> it's Hulk with a fin. <laughs> or giant upper body, tiny lower legs. Yeah. Oh, Eric Larson, you're my favorite. <laughs> he is, though. One of my all-time favorites. He's a pretty cool dude, too. He seemed like he... Like, I saw a couple of things where he He's would, really down there. He showed... Uh, he did an interview on how he draws, right? And he holds his pen so, like, weird... Well, yeah, like, I've never seen it before in my it was, entire it was, life. It was like, I can't even... Like it looked like he had some kind of weird carpal tunnel. Exactly. Exactly. It looked like the dude from Scary Movie, too. If he was... 
in my good hand since yeah. Josh met Savage Dragon here. <laughs> Making mashed potatoes and drawing Savage Dragon. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't get over that. Like to hold it so. I thought like I held it. I hold it like a little weird. Yeah. Not too many people hold it like I do. I hold it a little weird. But he's like spitting out through here. Oh, it's so crazy. There's got to be a reason for that. Does it, like, I can't take, remember what take it, I pressure think off your wrist or something. He, there was a reason for it. He, it was something like he just always did it. Like it was just how he always held it. No, oh. you know. Well, that's cool. It was neat to watch. Yeah. Uh, my weight's two fifty two. Okay. So that's bringing us right. in around what four hundred. Yeah. There you go. Four hundred. That's actually yeah, pretty much four right the there. The deadly duo with combined weight of combined 400 weight pounds. of four hundred pounds. Yes. Um, tipping the scales. Pass that with ego. Because mm -hmm. you play it, but you have quite a bit of an ego. Uh, you just don't want to uh, admit uh, that you have an ego. I guess. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you don't wear shirts like that without an ego. What, this Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with big fucking head shirt? Funko, is that what it is? It's Funko. Funko? Funko. It's, it's not Funko, it's, it's, Funko. it's the Pops. Yeah. Check it out. Pretty sweet. It's got everybody on it. I was actually just about to say, like, I'm surprised you don't have any up here. Yeah. Uh, the Steve is the closest one. Was that just a bobblehead? No, that's one of their. Uh, they're called Rock Candy. It's also made by Funko. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I think you might as well. All my pops are up there. Too. Oh yeah. Sign Stan Lee. I like there. the uh, X Force movies. X Force movies, nice. That's Hot Topic exclusive Magneto with Mumra. Oh. Mumra and Lionel. Mm -hmm. Oh, you also have Chitara. Yeah, and or no, Tigra. That's Tigra. I don't Chitara's in there too. She's in there. Okay. She's probably got the back row. Okay. The alien got Predator. He's in the back row. Yeah, yeah. The alien actually looks pretty cool. He's pretty sweet. Most of those I, I don't uh, care for, but every once in a while I see one. I'm like, that's kind of cool. And they're so cheap. They're like ten bucks. You see how much action figures are now, like regular Marvel Legend toys. If you go to Walmart, it's only twenty five dollars yeah. each. Yeah, look at them. Yeah, but look at them. Like, we, we were buying those for like 11 12 when they came out. Yeah, and I remember even then we were like, that's pretty stupid. Yeah, so like for a while there, they were like 8 9 Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's nuts. So that is this episode's Insta Questions. Probably should have saved one for my episode. Now I have no things. <laughs> oh, well. It happens. I'll come up with my own Insta question just for you. Oh, thank you, Bruce. It'll be Insta... Questions because it's instantly, instantly on the a spot. question. Okay. Yeah, it'll be on the spot. So okay. All right. All right. So, so top five. Top five of my books. favorite comic books or comic book runs. It's exciting. It's exciting. I'm really um, curious to see if we're going to double up on any of these. We might. We might. Uh, so I'll start off with the bottom of the list. So this is numero five. -oh. This is numero five. -oh. This is Amazing Spider-Man five hundred. The single issue. The single issue. Oh, okay. John Michael Straczynski wrote, and John Romita Jr., or JRJR, mm -hmm. drew this. Um, it's a single, self-contained issue set in an airport in which Peter Parker is meeting MJ. Yep. And then in between trying to win her back, has to help Captain America, who is actually trying to prevent Doctor Doom from being killed right. by a bunch of terrorists because they're extraditing Doctor Doom. Because, you know, for those of you who don't know, he's a Latvian dictator, mm -hmm. so he gets uh, diplomatic immunity. Doesn't matter what he does, he gets away with it because he is 
a dick. Tater. Tater. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What I love about this, because I hadn't really read Amazing Spider-Man for a while during that JMS run. Uh, there, I remember there were pockets that I checked out, like, uh, you know, with the Ezekiel and Spider Totem. Yeah, there's some really good issue. Uh, Morlon. Morlon. He the did whole... that thing with uh, Madam Web and everything. Like, yeah, there's like, a lot of really all cool of this stuff that's all tied mythology. together. Yeah, like, uh, tying into a, uh, an actual, like, supernatural mythology to Spider-Man yeah. that they had never had done before, which could have gone two ways. It could have been just fucking garbage. Or, in this case, it was really awesome. And yeah. I think, and, of course, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of John Michael Straczynski. I mean, uh, I'm surprised, actually, as I'm talking about this, that uh, Squadron Supreme didn't, uh, or Supreme Power didn't make the uh, the list, but that's partly because it's unfinished. It's unfinished. I, to I, a degree, I, I actually... Yeah, I mean, there's aspects of finished to it. I was looking at that, too. Yeah, but, no, it, it was unfinished, because Marvel's like, no, we're going to PG rate it, because then Straczynski came back and did, like, Five issues of Squadron Supreme, That's and right. then said, "Fuck this." Yeah, it's yeah, but then uh, what I'm saying is, it's kind of it's kind of finished because they carried on those characters, yeah, Ultimate and stuff like okay. that. So there's a level of finite, mm. finito. To I, it? I feel like he had another six issues, and then that would have been a complete run, like a proper complete either run. one, like even the Max run. The Max run could have been like two. Max run was amazing. Oh. It was so good. The, Him and Gary Frank. All those are this only... is an, a runner-up right here. This yeah. is a runner-up. Okay, I dig that. Because him and Gary Frank, that run was crazy cool. Yeah. Taking a, like, straight-up Justice League parody. Yeah. And then turning it on its head. So, like, so much so that I wanted to read the original uh, mm -hmm. Mark Grunewald run. You did. I'm verifying that everything is plugged in. Oh. I'm very, just like, I need to hang a mirror behind there just so I can watch it. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so that Mark Runewald run, I wanted to, because that was... That was the original 12-issue one? Yeah. Okay. The maxi-series. The maxi-series. And uh, that's where a lot of the racial stuff comes from, mind control, and all this other crazy stuff that I feel like they could have pushed towards doing with their own spin. And you can't, like I said, you can't top Gary Frank's art. Like, that was just... No. Hyper-realistic. Not at all. And I... You know? I had, I, as far as I know, I hadn't seen his art anything prior. I don't remember. So when they were like Gary Frank's coming on here, and I saw, I was reading like Wizard magazine and everything. A lot of people were making a big deal about Gary Frank doing this. Was Wasn't like, he on the Rising Stars? Uh, Didn't he and JMS do that one together too? I he, no Rising Stars was someone else. I think Midnight Sun or Midnight. Either way, Midnight I remember something. you were you were really pumped about it. And I was in the same. I was like, okay, all right, like I haven't heard of it, and then like. You read the first issue and you're just like, holy shit. But anyway, so uh, John, John Michael Zrzynski, he's a lover or hate it kind of guy, from what I've noticed. He really is. You either really like him or you don't. And even some of the stuff, like the only stuff in that Spider-Man run that I didn't really like was the uh, Norman Osborn Gwen Stacy The Gwen Stacy thing. The twins. Yeah. Uh, especially because you had the shitty Grey Goblin. Which was so shitty. That whole, like, arc, even though... And, and Mike Diodato is not a Spider-Man artist. No, he was awesome on Hulk, not good on Spider-Man. He is a really good artist, not good on Spider-Man. But anyway, so I, I kind of left it for a bit. So then to come to this issue, and it's... Like, at first, it's literally just Spider-Man saying, like... Or Peter Parker just saying, like, in between uh, being Spider-Man and P Peter Parker just saying, like, he, he loves her and... 
Mary Jane is saying, like, you know, but sometimes love's not enough because, you know, you love your aunt and you love your dog. You love, like, you love all these things, you know. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, the whole crux of it is he, he finally breaks down and he says, like, but, I, like, I, I, yeah, you're right. I love you and I love all these other things, but I need you. Nothing feels right without you. My life is not good without you. So, uh, and that's kind of why when I read the first issue of Nick Spencer's run, where he does something similar, where he's just like, everything is going to shit. It doesn't do that when you're with me. So I was like, oh, yeah. Because it reminded me so much of that. And like that issue, uh, for the longest time, would get me tearing up at that part, because it was just one of those, like, Whoa! And then when I actually when I got married, I, you know, I found that love. You feel that, You're so like, I get oh. it even more. So now it's not so much that I'm like, uh, like not so much sad, but I, I don't get as teary eyed because now I, I get it. Like I see it now. I'm just like, yeah. Like when things are jiving with me and Michelle, everything feels like it's perfect. Like I can't do anything wrong. As soon as things aren't jiving, then it's just like, oh, like, fuck. Like all these things just kind of, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was a very adult take on Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And I love that uh, JMS wasn't one of those guys who wasn't afraid to uh, have an adult conversation between two fake, like, I know. bullshit characters, like, just phony. Such people. a good writer. You know what I mean? And, like, to actually literally sit there and say, no, uh, we, this is how I feel about their marriage. Yeah. This is how I feel about them as people, you know? And then just really, like, and... Um, John Romita Jr. has always been like a big bombastic artist. Yeah. Just like his dad. Big, yeah. huge, but he doesn't get a lot of praise for his character work. And I remember uh, when I first uh, heard he was going on Spider-Man, I was a little iffy on Amazing because he'd always been like big guys, like Punisher and Daredevil and stuff like that. So I wasn't sure how he was going to do uh, Spider-Man. And you could see in the first couple issues, he's a bit more blockier and stockier. Mm-hmm. But then he starts to lean him out, and he just gets so good. Good point. Yeah, that's true. You know? And this is, like, right when he's at, like, the height. I feel like they're both in a synergistic sort of, like, this is what I'm going to do. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to draw this, this, and this. And John Michael Straczynski's just like, just do it. Just Have at it, man. Can do it. And, like, just that scene where they're holding each other. Literally just like, I need you. I yeah. love you. And that's it. And then that's, that's perfect. Like, they're back together. I was like, man, that's still, like. When I talk about favorite comic books, it's the one that comes up almost all the time. That's really cool. Uh, I revisited number 500 a few years back. I really enjoyed it Like when I was younger and I read yeah. it. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's very memorable to me. Like As soon as you brought it up, I like I saw Dr. Doom in my head walking through the airport. Like, just yeah. boom! And I saw you know the MJ in the conversation. Like, it's in my head. Like, I, even I the know part that, where she's just like, I no, take issue. the mask off. Yeah. I want to talk to Peter. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. I know, it's so good. Yeah. But reading it older, I respect it a lot more now. Because they were older versions. Exactly. Like, they were older versions. So now I'm reading it, I'm just like, oh, God, this is so good. Like, I get it more so now because I'm married than I, yeah. do, than I did when I first read it. And when I first read it, it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's almost like it's even more beautifuler. Yeah, oh. <laughs> For me, like, back then, because we were, like, teenagers, I think. Or yeah. late teens, maybe, when I came out. Maybe. Maybe late teens, Late, early. late teens or early, early 20s. 20s maybe. Around there. But I back, forgot to check the date. Actually, back then it was uh, it was Ultimate Spidey number thirteen that did that for me because it was the same thing. It was them having a conversation, but it was the young versions of that <clears> conversation, <throat> and that I could connect more to at that age. Yeah, that was really you know good. What I mean? Thirteen was really good, but I also liked the uh, the talk. Yeah, when 
with uh, after all the all the clone saga yeah. happens and she has the heart attack and he's like fuck it like I'm Spider-Man and all this stuff and then she's like okay so so you're Spider-Man right mm-hmm. and that whole thing and the only thing that I, I have to say that edges the 13 out yep. is because Bagley doesn't draw the whole issue this is where they're sliding in Stuart and Monin for number 13 no 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 for the talk oh the talk just keep doing your thing yeah. there I, I did remember one thing I forgot to do on here, so... What's that? Um, put it on my Do Not Disturb Airport mode. Oh! Hey! Because knowing my mom might text me, like, last <laughs> yeah. time, or phone me. <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, because that was uh, the last issue for Mark Bagley and the first issue for Stuart and Right, Mike. right. I have to knock him on because he had a really good run and he was a really good... Uh, is a really good artist, but... Just I mean, overall. Bagley... He's he did what 113 consecutive issues. Still one of my favorite Spider-Man artists. It's amazing, like, absolutely amazing. just incredible. And then for him to come back and do the death of Spider-Man, that was awesome. I was but, so uh, happy he came back for that. But yeah, so that's it. So, so that's your Amazing yeah, Spider-Man 500 Spider- is like the fifth. I love that. You know, this is. I want to read it again. This now. is where it gets huge. Now the fourth one, Grant Morrison's entire run on Batman. Ah, interesting. I could not pick. Interesting. I honestly did not read much of it. I caught a couple issues. I caught, like, I read more now. Like, I've read it all now. And I'm talking, like, Batman and Son, Black Glove. Even, like, the Ra's al Ghul crossover. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Return of Ra's al Ghul or whatever. Which is, you know, it's a crossover. So some issues are better than others. But, yeah. But, like, every, like, we talk about, we just finished talking about John's uh, JMS doing that mythology on Spider-Man. Yeah. But Graham Morrison's run on Batman was, like, bonkers. Just bonkers. And I encourage everyone to uh, check out... Uh, it's a two-part interview with Batman on Batman. Uh, Kevin Smith this is the early days when it was actually about Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I don't think he does it anymore. I think he just does uh, Babylon or whatever. Yeah, Hollywood Babylon. Hollywood I Babylon. If, I don't know if he does Fat Man anymore. Well, it's not fat anymore, so maybe not. I, mean, I yeah. Guy's like like a toothpick. Like, holy Christ! The size of my I leg. actually thought he's dying when I saw that picture. I, I know. Like, Is he gonna live? I know. He's so skinny. Like, I mean, good for him. That's amazing. It's I mean, just, he had a heart attack. Yeah, which I, I'm you know, sure I would. I'd be skinny too. as fuck too if I had a heart attack. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, anyway, so the interview is great because. Uh, First of all, it, it puts you in a perspective for Grant Morrison, who's incredible. He's one of my favorite writers of all time. Mm-hmm. But his idea was that <clears throat> Batman's been around for about 15 years up to this point. He feels like this is optimum Batman, okay? So mm-hmm. like a Zen warrior Batman. The crazy part, though, is everything that's happened before this all happened. So uh, Batman on the planet Zurinar, that happened. You know, uh, the red and, like, the actual Zurinar costume that's purple and red and yellow, that's happened. Batmite is legit, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and it all centers around the Black Glove trying to destroy Bruce Wayne and Batman once and for all. It's incredible. Like, it's fucking, it's a five-year run. This is the run that he left X-Men to do. Well... Didn't he do All-Star Superman before this? Yeah, he did All-Star Superman before this. Okay, right. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Sorry, yeah. But he ultimately left Marvel. Okay, yeah, After yeah. X-Men, jumped over there, did 
did all the stars. Superman. Really, they just, the only thing he did in Marvel was X Men, right? Like he he was a DC guy. They brought him over. He did yeah. X Men. He left. He said again. himself he was always been a DC guy, but he kind of liked X Men. He thought it was cool. But he one of the things that he says in the interview is that with the uh, with Marvel, it's you have to constantly shit on these characters. Like, it's just a relentless pile of just shit that these heroes have to go through. Whereas, like, DC and stuff, they're more mythical, they're more gods, so they, uh, they get times okay. where they're like, yeah, everything's fine, you know? Or they roll in, and it's just like, wow, we saved the day, high five, and they roll out. There's none of this, like, relentless personal drama or anything okay. like that. Okay. So, But anyway, so, um, just from start to finish, too, like, he starts off with bat ninjas, okay? So, man bats... <laughs> Talia, with Man Bat Ninjas, introduces Damien, which I didn't like at the time. Adam Kubert on art. Yeah. Which was incredible. And then, like, it seemed like every arc had a different right. artist. Because That's when they was, got the Kuberts over there. And then it was J.G. Jones. Andy was on Batman. Andy was on Batman. That's Adam did right. Superman. That's right. Adam did right. Superman. Right. That's right. But that's, yeah. So Andy did uh, Batman. Um, like even just the inclusion of Nightwing and, and Tim Drake, like yeah. treating them all like equals, you know. But even just like <laughs> having like all this crazy stuff happen that actually happened mm-hmm. is just insane. Like everything in this guy's career has happened. So having it be the opposite of Batman, the J.G. Jones did the Black Glove art. There was Tony Daniels, who is or Tony Daniel, is it Tony Daniel or Tony Daniels? I'm going to go with Daniel. I'm going to go with Daniel, too. For some reason, I feel like that's what it I is. I feel like it's Daniel. And he was just getting out of that uh, Jim Lee sort of rip-off artist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For a while <clears throat> there, he was looking very Jim lee Which, I mean, that's fair, because I think he was part of the uh, awesome slash Wildstorm slash... If I could fucking forever. drive, you'd ripping Jim Lee, too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You could exactly. rip from worse places. Jim Lee's so good that the original idea for Psylocke, when they changed her to the Asian Psylocke, was she wasn't going to be that one for too long. And it was actually, she was going to go back to the white British. Yeah. But because of how Jim Lee drew her, and how every, like, kid, like, dude that was reading this was like, oh my god. He's hot. 40 years later, <laughs> you know, they finally, finally, finally turned her back it. to the British Finally one. doing it. <clears throat> you know, but, uh, but yeah, like even, and just the inclusion of the black glove, where is it, is it Thomas uh, Wayne? Is it his dad? Is it Barbados, the, the devil? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The bat devil? Just kind of like, oh man, there's just so many things. Even in Batman R.I.P., um, where the Black Glove officially breaks Batman mentally, but he's got a fail-safe backup program where he's just pure Batman. And that's where the Batman of Zero and R comes into play. So he's got this purple, red, yellow suit, and one of the bad guys is just, like, uh, making fun of it or whatever, and he's like, Robin wore these colors. This is pure confidence. And I think, like, you look back at it and you have a kid, like, sure, he's a gymnast and he's a fucking psycho at that because he's fighting crime and he's, like, 12 and this kid, this dude in the back costume is like, you'll be my war. <laughs> he's wearing a yellow cape, red-breasted shirt, green booties and green panties. I know they're, they're not panties. You know? Of course the guy's gonna be confident to be able to do this kind of shit. Yeah. Just little things like that. We're like, I can't believe that's the spin that he had on this. Just incredible. All the way up to Batman Incorporated, where Batman or Bruce Wayne says, hey, look, 
I've been funding Batman's organization. How do you think he's got all these toys? Why do you think he's got all this Wayne tech? Because of me. You know, even something as simple as that and now having Batman all over the world, I thought was just incredible. Absolutely insane. And then how does he end his run? He kills Damien off. Mm-hmm. Starts yeah. his run, introduces him, ends his run killing him off. Originally, he wasn't supposed to make it past the first run, but people got behind the kid. Mm. And the more I read the kid, the more he gets written, he got better. Yeah. You know? Uh, plus, a, I'm just a huge Tim Drake fan, so when immediately I was like, okay, so he's going to be Robin now? He killed Tim Drake off, you know? <sighs> Did they end up killing him off? <sighs> Not for a while. They, that, that immediately led into uh, Red Robin. <laughs> Right, right, right. You did Red Robin, yeah, yeah. That one almost made the list. We want to talk about uh, almosts or veterans or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the runner-ups. Runner-ups, yeah. Red Robin almost made it too because that that was a two-year run where the art was almost cons- consistently good, and even the switch from uh, Chris Christopher Yost to Fabian Nicieza, mm-hmm. really, really good. Like it was a seamless switch. Um, there were aspects that I thought Yost did better, but for the most part, Nichezza's end run was just so much better. And Marcus Toe on the art from, like, issue six and up. So good. So good. Didn't make the cut because, well, some of these other ones just had... It had to be. Had to be. So, yeah, I mean, it's so that's, hard. Like, I mean, it's hard to adequately give that run enough praise, but, I mean, it's so good. They created a new villain in Thomas Hunt, which... Was really cool. They created the black glove, which was really cool. Uh, they gave he gave so much love to all the characters. Mm-hmm. Nobody felt like, well, yeah, okay. I mean, he sucks, right? Yeah. Nobody. He even reintroduced the League of Heroes, which was back in the '60s. A bunch of people around the world saw Bruce or Batman doing shit, and was like, I could do that too. So you had uh, like a French swordsman. You had a Mexican uh, El Guapo. You know what I mean? Like, you had all these things. Uh, the Centurion, you know, Knight and Squire, which was literally Britain's version of Batman and Robin. Mor- Mor- Morrison amazes me. Like, the guy is just a, a comic book encyclopedia. He's insane. Like, it's crazy but it's so how much cool. knowledge he has. But I love that he actually read it all and went, okay, everything's in. Everything's yeah. in. So he's like, uh, like at one point, he says to Kevin Smith, he's like, once I was special, once I was young. You know what I mean? He, like... He, he's even referred to uh, Scott Summers as like this Norman Bates kind of guy. Oh, nice. That was his kind of take. Yeah. Where yeah. he'd just be kind of this Norman Bates dude. Because all he's ever known is X-Men. So he's raised as a fucking soldier. And when he's saying this, I'm like, yeah. That's right. He was raised as a soldier, first and foremost. Then he was also raised to kind of be like Professor X. So it's just the thought process that this guy has is incredible. But that whole run, that five-year run, is something like, check it out in stages, because it's a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's so good. So good. Number three? Hush. Hush. Batman Hush. See, I knew Hush is going to make yeah. the list. Yeah. Jeff Loeb, Jim Lee. Um, it's a 12-issue run, and I remember when we first read it, we were shitting our pants because Jim Lee was back on an actual monthly book again. Uh, and Jeff Loeb was huge for Batman at that point because he had done the long Halloween and uh, he had yeah, done did all these like highly acclaimed miniseries. And they were like 
noir style Batman. Yeah, yeah. And with Tim Sale on art, you know, which was really good. Although Tim Sale, you know, it's acquired taste. I think I feel it's like you like him or you don't. Yeah, no, he's a, definitely know? an acquired taste because they did all the color books for Marvel too. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good artist, but he's not for everyone. No, he's not no, for everyone, and he, I, you know what I mean. But like, uh, so Jeff Loeb, yeah, who, uh, and I hadn't really been that familiar with him at that point. I checked out his long kiss or long Halloween and all that other stuff after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Victory was another one. I checked it all after the fact, but he had a lot of cl- acclaim coming in. So it was Jim Lee drawing Batman. Oh man! Like and that alone so was crazy. So that entire run, and like we talked about this plenty of times before, like. Uh, a lot of shows like Buffy or Angel uh, start off with that Monster of the Week format. Yep. This was very much a Monster of the Week format with an overarching storyline. Exactly. You know, who's Hush and why does he want to fuck Batman up so badly, right? Or Bruce Wayne primarily, right? And, but you've got like awesome takes on Killer Croc. Yep. He was like gross. So awesome looking. You know? Poison like, Ivy was awesome. Who's who? You had Poison Ivy, you had Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, uh, you had Catwoman, you had Superman. Superman. You know? And that that though, issue was incredible. Even though that issue led into a year's worth of a shitty run on Superman. The yeah. visually looked great, but the story visually, was garbage. Yeah, like I bought all of them because I was like, yeah, it's friggin' Superman. Yeah, it's but, like, it's Hush for Superman. Yeah, but then you're like, uh, oh, Azarello, why? Yeah. Why are you running Superman? Azarello did a good Wonder Woman run. I, I don't okay. Wonder Woman run. Okay, alright. But Superman, do. I didn't even really like his, what was it, Broken City, the follow-up? Rizzo right, yeah, yeah. And he, Azarello, he Hush with, they did that uh, five run, five issue run, and yeah, and I, I was like, I'll keep going with Batman. I want to see what's going on, and no, and it was okay. It was all right, but yeah, was, I mean, coming off the of Hush, like I okay, honestly, and he had a lot of praise from Straight Bullets. I don't think anyone could have followed. Was it Hush. Straight Bullets or Hundred Bullets? Hundred Bullets. Hundred Bullets. There's a Straight Bullets as well. That's right. No, that's bullets. the Marvel one, Straight Bullets, right? No, that's the one by uh, David Lapham or something. Yes, that's right. Why am I? What am I thinking about with the uh, bullet points? What's oh, the one where they did they, that. Yeah, bullet uh, frick. The one, yeah, but where it's Iron Man's in the old costume and stuff, right? Yeah, but like uh, Peter Parker. Bullet is the points Hulk. might be it. I think it might be bullet points. Peter might Parker, I think, ends up being the Hulk. Something like that. Something yeah. Like that. Anyway, so I'm that's getting off topic. Too, um, yeah, that is actually that is yeah. JMS. That's right. Yeah. Um, but even just the redefining... Uh, hey, first of all, you create Hush. Mm-hmm. A brand new character. Who looks amazing. Yeah. Looks so like, good. Like, still to this day, and this is an old arc. Yeah. Still to this day, he looks really cool. Pretty sure. Um, You have just brilliant looking runs, but his his take on, like, Riddler. Riddler was awesome. His Riddler was so cool. It was so cool. I love that Riddler was actually the mastermind. The only thing I didn't like about it was the way the comic books were set up so that when you turn the page, you had the him like Batman talking to Riddler, but literally on the next page you had a picture of the Riddler. You didn't have an ad breaking that up. Yeah. And I remember just being like, Oh, it's the Riddler. Well I don't know if I really wanna read this part. I mean it's it's worth a read because he talked about how he had cancer. Then he tracked down the Lazarus Cave. Yeah. And then once he got out of Lazarus Cave, he solved the biggest riddle of all, who is Batman? Bruce Wayne, you know? 
And even though, like, in retrospect, when you think about it, when he goes, uh, when Batman goes, uh, what the hell is the riddle about, uh, what is, where does a hundred pound elephant go? Uh, the answer is, uh, wherever it wants, right? Mm-hmm. And Riddler goes, well, yeah, but that's, you know, that's a pointless riddle. Everybody knows the answer. He's like, yeah, well, I know you. Riddlers are your thing. So if everybody knows who I am, then the riddle means nothing to you. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's just like, Riddler's like, oh, shit. So he can't say anything. Yeah. He can't tell anybody. He can't even hold it over his head that he knows. I mean, surely they retconned it almost immediately. Yeah. But even uh, Two-Face. They took all that Two-Face stuff, the, uh, the plastic surgery, made it back to normal. Yeah. Retconned that, too. <laughs> but seriously, that was a whole run. I mean, they had Robin in it. They even had a fake-out with Jason Todd before he was brought back. Mm-hmm. Like, ah. It's incredible. And the covers were good. Covers like every were cover, like you saw the cover in the store, and you're just like, oh, I can't wait to read this. Yeah, like so freaking good. What was it? The final issue? It was the gatefold cover with everybody from tribal. the whole. It wasn't just yeah, tribal because you had, had the heroes. Yeah, you had the villains. And then you had, the, then you had Batman. The Batman. Yeah. Oh. It was so incredible. So good. Man. So good. <laughs> so good. Well, Hush so good. was awesome. Yeah, like, Hush is probably the best. New Batman villain yes. that I've seen since the Fantastic. And they added a backstory that you had never had before. Exactly. Bruce Wayne never had any friends. No, wait, sorry, he did. It was Tommy Elliot. I don't understand how that is not one of DC's animated films yet. Yeah. Like, I think it's coming now. You I told heard me it's it was coming. coming. It's coming. How, it's how's coming. it not been yet? I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. So good. I feel like it's one of those where they look at it and they go, uh, let's just do it like the book. Yeah. Like, if we're like going to do it, do it up, like the book. Straight up. You know, like, I mean, I think the only stuff you really could get out, uh, cut out is the Harold stuff. Because Harold was the guy who was actually working on his machinery. Mm-hmm. And Harold's the one that actually, um, he was a mute. That's right. He was a mute hunchback. And he's the one that did the trip so that whenever Bruce would pull up his back computer, they would subliminally do shots of Thomas Elliot. So that he would constantly think Thomas Elliot. So when he was in, when he got massive, he had that. Oh, he fell off the building. That's right. He had a massive head trauma. And his first thought was Tommy Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, they could do away with that, but yeah. still, like, I mean, Joker was in it. Harley was in it. He almost kills the Joker. Jim Gordon of all people is the guy that says, "No, no, no, no you can't do this." And I think that's actually the one issue in the whole run that's the weakest issue for Jim Lee's art. And it's still incredible. It's we love that so much that we put what two hundred bucks into the, the Ash figure line at Gary when it came out. Like I still pre-order have the whole two. line. You kept them all. I sold them because I was hurting for some cash. But you I still have all them. Stuff? I still have them. Just like, the first run, though, right? Um, because I think they released like three different runs. Like they kept. I have Batman. I have Batman, Catwoman, Superman, Poison Ivy, Hush, Riddler, Joker. Oh, you might got two. Hardly. Yeah, I got the first two. I got the first two. And I, I remember I was pissed because they weren't going to do a Jim Lee-inspired uh, Robin. Right. Did they end up doing it? So I thought there was... 
one more run. I can't I thought remember. It was three runs. I can't remember. They might have, and I and I just don't recall. Well, but anyway, they were so, so expensive. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I do so remember. Expensive. We both were just like, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll totally do it. We'll do it. Yeah. That's the most I've spent in one shot too. I was mind blown that you did it. Yeah. Because I mean, I was poor. I, well, I don't want to see that, but I mean, I lived in like action figure heaven. I mean, like. Yeah, had walls of action figures. I, I was like, "What's a not, few more?" I couldn't not do it. Yeah, like, oh, so crazy awesome. Mm. All right, Batman Hush. Second one, number two. Second one, I mentioned it earlier. Death of Spider Man. Oh, Brian Michael Bendis. It's the ultimate Death of Spider Man. Did not see that coming. Brian Michael Bendis nice. and Mark Bagley. This is their uh, goodbye to Peter Parker. Ultimate Peter Parker Spider Man. It's a, a five issue run, and this is the run that got Bagley back into Spider Man for a bit there mm -hmm. to end it off because they yeah. they the two of them I will say created this character. It was up to them. Oh, absolutely, you absolutely. Know? Um, the run is. So fucking good. Like, from start to finish, like, it. one of the things I love is that it starts off with Captain America basically saying, uh, the idea is that they're going to start training Peter Parker, okay? Because he's still a kid. He's still only yeah. 15, 16. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter all the stuff he's done. Captain America's like, look, just between you and me, Iron Man and Thor vouched for you. Not me. I think you're careless and reckless, and you're probably going to end up getting somebody killed. Like, he's saying this stuff... When they're in a, a cemetery. Yeah. He's like, people's lives are on the line, and every time you do this, and I don't feel like you are approaching it like people's lives are on the line. So basically, he's telling Peter he thinks he's worthless, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a guy that Peter Parker's looked up to, you know, like, just in general. So to have that happen is just crazy. But what happens is this story takes place in between sort of like a ultimate civil war because... Yeah. Um, the Snick Fury's Ultimates are actually going head-to-head -head with Howard's... No, uh, Tony Stark's brother's Ultimates. Right, yes. Okay? Yes. So there's this big, huge brouhaha, and while that's happening, we find out that Norman Osborn uh, can't die for some reason. He comes back from the dead and busts out the remaining Sinister Six, for lack of a better term, because they're not really called that. Mm-hmm. In uh, the Ultimate world, even in uh, Ultimate Six, they weren't called Sinister Six. Yeah, they didn't really call them that. Yeah. Why would they though? The Six. Like why? Like realistically, if you were in a, a group of like bad guys, they're like, "Hey, why don't we call ourselves the Sinister Six? That guy's dead. He's out." <laughs> you know, you're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. All right, yeah. so let's go." Yeah, we're five dollars. Yeah. Uh, so he busts out a genetically modified Craven the Hunter. He busts out Electro. He busts out uh, Sandman. He busts out Dr. Octopus. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Octopus is interesting because in the Ultimate World, he doesn't really have arms per se. He can control metal. He just chooses to use arms. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what else was there? Was it Scorpion? Vulture. Vulture. Vulture and, of course, Norman Osborn. Yeah. All right? So that's the six. And Norman Osborn's plan, he feels is a righteous plan. It's from God to kill Peter Parker. His entire life has been shit since he's met Peter Parker, you know, and since Peter Parker became Spider-Man, right? So that's the goal. The Ultimates are already tied up with their thing. We're going to go to his front door and kill him. Okay. That's the whole thing. Peter Parker is, like I said, in the middle of being trained by Captain America. Captain America gets called away to uh, go to this big, huge yeah. Civil War thing. 
So Peter decides to follow because Spider-Man just wants to do the right thing. He just wants to help. That's it. That's all. That's all he's ever wanted to do, right? What happens is, so now, as he's swinging up to this bridge with those big, huge fights going, Punisher, Ultimate Punisher, has got Ultimate Cap in his sights. He goes to shoot Cap. Spider-Man takes the bullet. For the guy that said, yeah, you're not, you're going to get somebody killed. You're not up to snuff here. I'm just doing this because I was outvoted. He saves his life. <laughs> And the entire run of that is now Peter Parker bleeding out and basically saying he's it. Like, this is it. I can't. I'm done. I'm dying. I can't. I, if I go to the hospital now, that's it. My career as Spider-Man is over. Mm -hmm. Right? MJ calls him and says, you got to get home now because they're coming to your house. She hears that they're out and he goes to find them. And the whole rest of the, episode, the, the issues is just him literally last stand, mask off kicking the shit out of all of them, ultimately Norman Osborn. And, I mean, the the issues are just... So powerful. So powerful because huh. he, they build it as the death of Spider-Man. Yeah. So you know he's going to die. You know, yeah, I mean... But the whole time you're like, maybe he gets out of it. Maybe he gets yeah. out of it. But then... Um, uh, you're getting teary-eyed. I'm going to get through this, though. I'm going to get through this. <laughs> he ultimately takes out all of the Sinister Six, he puts down Osborn, yeah, yeah. he actually like kills Osborn because he knows this is it, um, saves his Aunt May, and he has that like heart to heart with her where he goes, I did it. I couldn't save Uncle Ben, but I saved you. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking wrecked. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. But it's uh, it's right up there with my first issue or my first pick for how they managed to capture the essence of what makes this uh, character so important to me. Mm -hmm. But, like, to everyone else that's touched by him, because he's just a kid who just wants to help out, and he just lucks out to have all these powers. And, like, sure, in the earlier runs with, like, Stan Lee and stuff, it's not like it was all roses for him. But I've been no. rereading the Bendis run, he gets shit on almost the entire time. Like, even the Clone Saga, where you're just like, holy Christ. And Fury says, hey, look, the reason why I did the Spider Slayers, I created them, was because, like, you're close. Like, I, I thought I was at a point where I was going to see the birth of the next big supervillain. Mm -hmm. But you didn't do it. You actually rose above all of that. And I'm just like, that's the kind of character. So, like, for Bendis to get the character so well... Like, immediately puts him up there for me because when my favorite writers don't get my favorite characters, it's hard for me to rectify that. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, yeah, like, I just I just love that scene where he's just like, I couldn't save Ben, but I saved you. I'm like, why did you have to say this? And then you get that scene of him, like, dead and they're crying and then, and then him walking away with Ben. I know. Like, it's just, just beautiful. Like, Arms around each other. And then the, like, uh, the Death of Spider-Man fallout. There's a couple of issues there that were really cool. Like, I, I love this scene where the, <laughs> the little girl is like, are you Spider-Man's mom? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, I'm his aunt. And then she's, she's like, uh, well, do you hug him when he's sad or something? And it's just like, good God, like, stop this. Yeah. You know? Like, the art was amazing. The writing was amazing. And they did such a good job of making you think that maybe, just maybe it was a fake out. He wasn't actually going to be killed off. But he does get killed off, but he dies saving the people that he loves, which is just 
And it's also one of those things where, like, think about it. If superheroes were real, nine times out of ten, these people are going to die in the line of duty. Oh, yeah. This isn't like, oh, yeah. you know, a police officer who gets to retire. And they don't always get to. No, they don't. It, but it's a similar concept. But you feel, for the most part, they all have their backup. They got people That's right. These, you know? These superheroes. I mean, they're not the real heroes. Obviously, the cops are. But in the comics, these superheroes are usually alone. They're by themselves. They're taking on two, three, four crazy dudes at a time. Yeah. Who want to kill them. That's right. They're not holding back. Like, we could change your day. Yeah, and like, and even in this issue, like, Osborne's the only one that Peter kills. Yeah. He's the only one. Because he's the only one that would keep coming. And he knew that. Yeah. And, I mean, the oh, they actually did go back and kind of, they have it now so that both Peter Parker and Norman Osborne were immortal because mm. of the Oz serum. Mm. I... I don't know how I feel about that. Because I read the run where they had Miles Morales as Spider-Man and they brought back Peter Parker. And that's where they... It, it doesn't necessarily cheapen it for me. It's still just kind of like, well, why would you, though? You didn't need to bring him back. No. Especially because at that point, the Ultimate Verse was slowly getting to a point where they were going to drop the run anyway. That was the great thing about the Ultimate Verse. You die, you're dead. I mean, it got a little ridiculous with the friggin', uh, what, what was it, Ultimate, uh, Jeff Loeb's. Oh, Ultimate, uh. The worst miniseries, and we're talking like Jeff Loeb. That's the, the one where. Hush, and then he does this. God yeah, awful. that's the one where the blob eats the wasp. Like, eats her, and then, like, everyone is just senselessly dying. And yeah, it's just Wolverine like, was killed off. Cyclops, Cyclops was, killed, was off. killed off and they showed his yeah. head explode. Daredevil was killed off. Uh, that one wasn't a big deal because the ultimate Daredevil wasn't really that far no, off. No, I kind of like the way he died with like the, the tsunami, right? Hitting New York and everything. I mean, yeah. It kind of made sense. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Cyclops one really pissed me off. And the, the Wasp one was just disgusting for no reason at all. Yeah. Like the blog just and even eating her stomach out. Jeff Loeb's like, run on uh, Ultimates 2 was really fucked up. Oh, three. Yeah, where they that actually... That was awful. They actually had the, uh, the incest I, scene. Yeah, I read the, it. The I, Maximoff twins. Yeah. Which is just gross. Like, it was bad enough that Millar had that hint that they were more than just brother-sister. Mm. Which I really hated that they did that. They can't just be brother and sister and they're close. You have to hint that they're banging. But then for Loeb to go, there's no hints. They're banging. And also, what a waste of Joe Madureira. I know. I was so pumped, like, mad is back at Marvel. So did I. I was, I was like, like, Jeff oh. Lowe, Madreira. But then, uh, actually, I wasn't that pumped, because I think that was right around the time he was doing uh, the Hulk run. Did Might have been after. Hulk? Okay. Remember that Hulk run? Mm. When they introduced Red Hulk? Oh, that was McGinnis. Oh, sorry, yes, that was McGinnis. That's right. Oh, that was awful. And I called him. Remember I called that? I was like, I bet you it's Jim Ross. So, like, I was literally like, oh, maybe Jeff Lowe just hit that lightning in the bottle with Hush and that he's really not that great of a writer. <laughs> yeah, but, like, everything he's done since has been terrible. Yeah, because Superman Batman was not a good book. But I, I liked I, it. I, I, eh, I liked the it. The art was amazing, though. I, I read that book for the art. I actually, but I read the entire two and 20, yeah, 25 years of Yeah, you read the whole thing. I, so, could, I, mean, I couldn't do it. 
I read the first three ish three. It was the McGinnis, Turner, McGinnis came back. Mm. Right? Yeah, because he did. Because I did, uh, well, I did McGinnis, then it was Turner, and then it was Carlos Pacheco. Oh, right, Pacheco did the follow up. Okay, so I did, oh shit, I did read all three yeah. before that. So, like, the Pacheco parts is where it starts to mean a bit. Yeah. And then it was. And then Madura finished it off. No, McGinnis, yeah, McGinnis, McGinnis finished it off. McGinnis, yeah. Yeah, so at least by uh, the end of that run, like, you now you understand why the run was like that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, yeah. I just, I honestly, and Death of Spider Man is one of those where, like, lately, since Holland, and they're talking about Miles Morales actually being introduced in this, and there's there's actually talk of like killing off Holland Spider-Man, and I'm like, yeah, but it's too soon. Yeah, it would. The only it wouldn't reason have the why this impacted me so much was because I had like ten years of reading this character, this new version of this character that I already loved to begin with, mm -hmm. because I grew up like I was Superman, yeah. Batman, and Spider-Man. Those were my three favorites growing up as a kid. Yeah, and it's funny now that I'm an adult, and it's right back to being like <laughs> those my three favorites yeah. again. You know. But, uh, like, we talk about animated movies. This would be a really cool animated movie. I wish Marvel would do animated movies. Like, good ones. Yeah. Because it did that. They tried a few back in, like, what, early 2000s? Well, the Hulk versus was kind of cool. They had Hulk versus, and then they had the Invincible Iron Man, and they the had the Thor Doctor one. Strange, and they had a couple Thor ones. But, I mean, like, they never. Doctor Strange was terrible. No, Doctor Strange was so bad. They were oh. never as good. Not even remotely as good as the DC ones. No. Even, like, DC's worst batch. Yeah. Which, like, the last couple of years, they've been really hit or miss. Oh, yeah. Really hit or miss. Yeah. And actually, like, a lot of them have been, like, miss, miss. I'm glad miss. I'm not, like, a completionist with those movies, because I'd be, like, another bad yeah. one on my shelf for no yeah. reason. <laughs> um, Alright, so, I'm all teared up, so I'm all good now. That was an awesome choice, man. You threw me off with Death of the Spider-Man by your wires. It is... I did not see See, that. the thing is, like, every one of my, my picks is something that, like, every couple of months or every couple of years or something, I'll just, like, I gotta read it again. Mm -hmm. I gotta read it again because it's just so good. And, like, it's weird to think that the death of would be one of my favorites, but like I said, it just all encompasses everything about that character that I've, I've grown it up really loving, did. Yeah. that I love now, even as an adult. Um, I'll be, like, 80, and I'll still be like, man, it's so great, you know? And a lot of times I feel like... Like, there are aspects to that run that I feel like if they start pulling, like, Holland starts pulling some of that from this run, it would, like, benefit the character more so. Oh, huge. Because, like, it goes dark. And all throughout the darkest, even at Peter Parker's lowest points, yeah. he still wants to do the right thing. You know? But, yeah, just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. So, um, so this is it. This is my top. This is number one. This is my top. I'm excited to hear number one. I don't think you'll be surprised, though. Because it is All-Star Superman. Okay, alright. Yeah, I bet you were going through the list going, he hasn't said All-Star Superman yet, so unless yeah, I was like, bumped it. I was like, is he really going to put two Morrisons on the list? I can't help it. He did it. it. He I did can't it. help it, uh, because like All-Star Superman, and this is a lot of the same reasons uh, with Death of Spider-Man that, that I also love this, and it's interesting, too. My two top books are two final books, because... All-Star Superman yeah. is a Death of Superman story. Pretty much, yep. It, it, that's what it is. Yeah. First issue, Lex Luthor geeks out Superman to get too close to the sun, mm -hmm. supercharge his cells, and actually uh, like now begin to 
kill them because they're so supercharged that they're now burning out. So Superman has got a finite amount of time left on this Earth. So what does he do? He spends his entire time trying to make sure that the Earth is better off, like better than it was when he was there, so that he can die, you know? And it's just one issue after another of different offshoot versions of Superman. So like in one issue, there's uh, Apollo and Hercules, you know? And he's actually like <laughs> engaging in a... <laughs> Friendly sort, well, not friendly, but like they're all flirting with the uh, Lois Lane, and Superman's got to be like, "Hey, like, what the fuck, guys? Like, mm -hmm. lay off! I hate you guys. You guys are assholes." You know, just like something as simple as that. Uh, Jimmy Olsen becomes Doomsday to fight Superman, who's got infected by Black Kryptonite. So now he's a prick. Now he's the opposite. The worse things he does, the better he gets. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's just the whole. 12 issue run it's almost it's like the 12 labors the, the theory behind it is the 12 labors is hercules well the 12 labors is superman right and okay. there's 12 labors all the way through um grant morrison and frank quietly is probably one of my favorite teams of all time quietly did the whole run right there's yeah, no whole fillers. run there's no fillers there's no fillers nice um he's such a good artist he's so so good but he's like one of those guys where uh, I if you would have said, "Hey, Frank Quietly would be one of your favorite Superman artists," I would have said, "Nope." No. The guy that did all those extra super wrinkles on X Men, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna think he's that great. Yeah. You know, and then you look at it, and the Superman—it's a classic run in terms of his appearance. But he had like uh, Clark Kent hunch over. He had Clark Kent bumble and fall around. But every time he did it, he was doing things like in a way where it was actually helping people mm -hmm. without them noticing. As an example, when Clark Kent is going to interview Lex Luthor in the Supermax prison, um, at one point Clark Kent trips over like uh, a cord because the cord is broken and there's a puddle of water that no one else sees but him. So he looks like an idiot, but he saved everyone in that room. Just something as simple as that, where you're just like, so Quietly's drawing this, but this is Morrison. Morrison's like, but yeah, like this guy would be, uh, even like uh, the cover where Superman's sitting on the cloud and he's just kind of relaxed. That's a great cover. That's such he, a great he cover. He actually said like in the, the Grant, or the Fat Man of Batman, he's just like, you know, they were at a Comic Con or something and they ran into a guy dressed up as Superman and he was just casually like on a park bench with his foot up, just kind of super relaxed. And he's sitting there going like, that would be Superman. He would be super relaxed because, I mean, he's Superman. Yeah. Really? Who, who's going to fucking hurt him? He doesn't have to be afraid of anybody. There's no tension in this guy because he's Superman. And I was like, man, that's a great take. You know? Um, and, and like I said with Brian Michael Bendis uh, understanding Peter Parker so much, for, like, admittedly a Batman guy, mm -hmm. and, or even just darker characters in general, because the X-Men aren't exactly happy-go-lucky. I don't no, think no, anyone no, no, wants no. to say that's, that could be a pretty dark run. Um, for him to get Superman so well, again, same thing. This is a guy that just wants to help. Yep. He was raised by two good people just to do the right thing, and that's all he wants to do. And he spends the entire 12 issues helping everybody. There's a there's a part, I believe it's a halfway point, where um, two long-lost Kryptonian explorers show up on Earth. Okay? Uh Superman was on Bizarro Earth, 
with Zabaro, the smartest guy in Bizarro World, mm-hmm. and he's another Superman offshoot, and he wants to go with Superman, but Superman can't take him. He's only got enough for himself. But in his absence, these two Kryptonians, a husband and wife duo, show up, and they start essentially trying to, like, they're about to rule Earth. And Superman shows up and goes, hey, guys, like, I'm so happy to see you. You guys were, like, I remember you from old Kryptonian teachings. He shows them the, his uh, Fortress of Solitude, and they're just kind of like, Joel son? Oh, the scientist? <laughs> yeah, sorry, buddy. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. We're not going to do what you do. And, you know, and at one point, like, Superman just starts to do this. He's like, you're puffing your chest out at me. And they beat the shit out of Superman. They beat the shit out of Superman. But what happens is when they came into Earth's atmosphere, there was a stray, like, uh, dust of Kryptonian things. Like, so they start losing their powers. So even though they were about to kill Superman, they were about to destroy the Earth, uh, remake it in their own vision, right? Superman helps them, and that's what turns them. The guy literally goes, like, you're helping us, and we were about to kill you. And Superman's just like, eh, don't worry about it. And, you know, it's just little things like that where you're like, he would be like that. He would mm-hmm. just literally get his ass kicked and be like, no, 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 we have to save him. We have, can't let them die. And they'd just be like, I don't understand you. <laughs> I can't believe you would show me this kind of courtesy. And then they end up being Phantom Zone Enforcers because, you know, he can't find a cure for them. Um... Hell, at one point he actually pleads with Lex Luthor. He's like, look, you don't have to do this. You could take all this, like, all your brains and just be better than Superman. And, you know, this is the, in the episode where, or episode, but the issue where Clark Kent is interviewing Lex Luthor. But he's just like, you don't have to do this. Like, you're going to die just to stick it to Superman? And it's just, man, like, I can't get over how great this book is. And then, like, he literally sacrifices himself to fix the sun to save everybody. You know? One of the first things I said to my wife when I, and I told her that I loved her, I actually paraphrased the line, because he, uh, he says, I love you, Lois Lane, uh, until forever. And I paraphrased it, because I, I forgot how it said, and I actually said, like, uh, I love you, Michelle, uh, from now until forever, because I, I thought that was a line. But that's how much this book hit me. The scene where there's, there's a scene where there's a woman who's going to jump off a building. She's going to jump off a building. She's calling her therapist. And she's saying, like, this is it. It's over. And the therapist is in the middle of a giant monster, like a robot, attacking the city. Superman is stopping the monster robot. Here's the phone call because he's Superman. When he's done, flies away and says, hey, look, uh, you know, it's, uh, (laughs) it's never as bad as it seems. You're stronger than you think you are. Trust me. She doesn't jump because of that. They hug. It's beautiful. JMS did that Superman run. He did a similar thing in his run. Where he was walking across America. Oh, it's garbage. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. There's... Was it? it didn't have an ending either, correct? It did. It did it? Did? I uh, thought he left it, that one. It had a weirdo ending. It was really bad. Uh, I know what they were trying to do, but they actually had like a... It was So what Morrison did in two panels... They tried to do in like five pages, and it totally missed the mark. Literally, it's never as bad as it seems. You're stronger than you think you are. I can barely say those two lines without just like feeling like I'm gonna get choked up because it's so beautiful. And you think like it's crazy that he beats the shit out of this robot, giant robot thing, but here's the call, goes over to stop her from killing herself. I mean. 
<laughs> Morrison, like, if he was writing Superman, I would read it for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know? Even if Quietly wasn't drawing it the whole time, I'd still be reading it because, like, when he gets comic book characters, he gets them. He gets DC for sure. He gets like, Superman. There, he gets Batman. Yeah. He gets the Justice League. Yeah. There's creators that are better served with one company. Yes. And I, and I can honestly say that if we were both comic writers, you could do DC way better than I could. And I could probably oh, yeah. do Marvel better than you could. Oh, yeah. Because that's how we grew up. Although with Marvel, it would depend on the character. It would depend on the character. Yeah. Same with DC for me. I mean, I, there's a couple I could probably do, but I mean, yeah. it'd be like a Morrison and Lord for X-Men. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do a total issue Batman. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I, as far as comic writers go, Morrison is, admittedly, even on this list, one of my favorites. It's one of my all-time favorites. You gonna read uh, The Green Lantern? Hell yeah. I'm I mean, a little disappointed that uh, Quietly isn't doing the art on that. I know, like, like Liam Sharp is uh, is actually a very <laughs> solid uh, artist. I did but, not like the cover that he did. It, it was like, I don't, the, the body and everything. He's a good weird. artist, I just don't feel like it's a good fit with that book. I but, put it on hold though, and I am definitely gonna read it the more. variant cover, DC does variant covers every month now. They're like 50-50, 50-50 covers. <laughs> of course. You pick which artist you like. Oh, okay. So Frank Willie's doing the variant. So I'm like Gary Holman the variant. Yeah, like I can't get over, I, uh, yeah. everything about All-Star Superman, and I remember you, you weren't a big fan of it, but like, Every single issue... I only tried the first issue, though. Every single issue of that is a love letter to Superman of some period in, in his run. Like in, in, I'm not, not like in Morrison's run, but in just Superman's run. Because there's Silver Age aspects. There's Golden Age aspects. There's... I mean, like... I've said this before. Every time we talk about Man of Steel and how I feel like killing or having a tornado kill Pa Kent robs Superman of a life lesson. Morrison actually has it where Superman is over here fighting the Chrono War. That's right, the Chrono War. Eats time. Mm, and I like it. Because he's over here, he doesn't hear his dad having a heart attack. And then once the fighting is done, he goes, I can't hear my dad's heartbeat. And it's just like, it's crushing. Because he's a young guy, too. Like, he's on the cusp of going to, like, Metropolis. And then he loses his dad, and it's that life lesson. Because, you know, he can't do everything, even though he, at that point, he thought, I can do everything. Uh -huh. I'm fucking Superman. Uh -huh. I'm bulletproof. I'm faster than a speeding bullet. I can stop locomotives. You know, I can leap. I can fly into space. What can't I do? Can't save his dad, because he's over here. Can't be in two places at once. It's just like, oh, my God. And it's so crazy. And they did that, too, with the... Jeff Johns and his Brainiac run. They had a similar thing. That Brainiac run was awesome. Oh, that's, that almost that was the a list. good run. That really was hard that for me not really to put that on the run. list. You know what bumped it? Honestly, Amazing Spider-Man 500. That's amazing. <laughs> no pun intended. Hey-oh! Hey that one issue bumped a run. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we might look at this a year from now, and I might say, actually, I'm sorry, but like the Jeff Johns Brainiac run is just that much better. You know, because it is Gary Frank doing the art. I mean, that's why I threw five uh, honorable mentions on mine. Like, I, I, it's like I, I love these five the most, but these five have to be talking. You know about. what? Kind of the reason, uh, and it's always, uh, it always kind of bugs me. Even though I love Gary Frank Superman, you don't have to make him look like Christopher Reeves. Mm, yeah, 
And I mean, I and love like Christopher Reeves. And it's like on Christopher Reeves. I love Christopher. All it is is Christopher Reeves, but he's a bit bulkier. Yep. That's it. The face is identical. Face is identical. And I mean, like, I love Christopher Reeves. I mean, that's the, the childhood Superman I grew up with. But, like, quietly, Superman is his own beast. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And uh, their animated movie was also really good. So good. There was, like, I mean, they cut out a I enjoy, I enjoyed the animated movie. The anime to the point where so it's like, ah, maybe I should read the run, and I still haven't read the run. It's so good. It's just like, yeah, sure, they cut out some parts. The thing they cut out, the the one they cut out was that two parter where you know it's never as bad as it seems. <laughs> you know, I would have like fell in love with that movie they if would, they had that. They scene. should remake it. They should. Because now DC anime films are not afraid. Like they they tried the R rating on the the Killing Joke. That's right. Right. Yeah. And now they're doing this two part with uh, Death of Superman. Yeah. And they're like, did you you watch part one? Oh, I watched part one. It's freaking bloody, man. First chance I got, I it's accidentally bloody. found it online. Like, I was like, holy shit, this is bloody. Yeah. Like, we talked about how the original Death of Superman, there was blood in it. Mm-hmm. But this one, this one's really close to the comics. Yeah. It was damn So good. much so that I was like, when I saw the Justice League there, I was like, I was worried. Because I was like, well, I mean... He really fucked up the Justice League. Oh, yeah. But granted, this was like uh, Booster Gold, uh, Blue Beetle, yeah. Blood Wind. Guys, that. Uh, who cares? Hold on, hold on. Blood Wind. Okay. And the wind is spelled W Y N. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, should, that's should've, right. Should have been a 90s image character. I'm not sure what his power was. <laughs> if I were to guess, he would be if, conjuring up winds of blood. <laughs> not sure how that would even how would you make the team like how would you make the Justice League and the costume he's a black dude fine but his costume is bright white with like a v-neck I think what it was was it was a uh, amnesiac Martian Manhunter I think that's <laughs> what the character was I can't remember exactly but uh, Maxima Maxima oh. was there oh. as well so yeah so they all they all got fucked up pretty hard by uh uh, Doomsday, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was great. Like I said, the only thing I didn't like about it was Rain Wilson. <laughs> I love Dwight Schrute, but his Luther was weird. It, it was, I was like, I know that voice. Who is this? And then I found it was Rain Wilson. I was like, what a weird choice for Lex Luther. Who said, let's get Dwight Schrute to be like Okay, Luther? but like, if, if his Luther was more like Dwight Schrute, it wouldn't have been so bad. No. But then when he did the hysterics and stuff like that, then it was like, what the fuck's going on here? My only real complaint, like I said before, was the fact that it was the new 52 suit. With the collar and everything. Yeah. And I like the suit. It's just, it was a nice change of pace, but, you know, we're getting back to everyone wearing trunks again, like Batman is back to... I know. (laughs) I know. He's back to wearing trunks. I roll. I couldn't believe it. They finally got away with it, and then they go back to it. And I don't know why. I have no idea why they did it. So ridiculous. Superman, as soon as Superman did it, I was like, okay, well, Batman's next. Yeah, Batman's next. But. At least Wonder Woman's keeping her friggin' medieval attire and not going back to the... The swimsuit? The starred swimsuit. Yeah, the swimsuit. Uh, Diodato. Thonged the shit out of that one. <laughs> like, right <laughs> up high. Oh, yeah. Good God. <laughs> Let's go fight some crime. Every like I look back at that and I go like I just picture like some of these costume crime fighters gotta be like, I'm gonna get a huge wedgie because I have to do a bunch of backflips yeah. fighting this guy. 
<sighs> oh, well. Guess I should have wore pants, but why would I do that? Why would I wear pants? I'm a superhero. Yeah. I don't need to wear pants. Superman's fully clothed from head to toe, but Wonder Woman has to wear a bathing suit. Makes sense. I wonder if she doesn't feel like shaving that week. <laughs> she has to. That would actually be a really funny story to come That would about. be really funny. Like, like oh, Batman just your hair is lit. That would be Guy Garner. Guy Garner would be the guy that would be like, hey, uh, Wonder Woman didn't shave her armpits. <laughs> and then Batman has to be like, shut the fuck up, guy. She can hear you. <laughs> Well, that is a really good top five. So man. that is my top five, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know what you thought about my top five. Hell, I'll be interested to find out what your top five was. If you don't have a top five, I'll even take your top two. Okay? <laughs> um, I believe it's Instagram. I believe it's uh, SoundCloud. Yep. I believe it's uh, iTunes. Mm -hmm. It's YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's Twitter. Spotify. Oh, I always forget Twitter. Sure, not on Spotify. Yes. And it's Geek Pants Media and everything. That's right, Geek Pants Media. Geek Pants Media. This is just a lonely camcast. We're a conglomerate. We're a camcast. Now I go into Alan Rickman again. What is with the Rickman? It's a great voice. You can't shake it. I love. You can't I shake. I love it. Alan Rickman. Who uh, doesn't though? The guy is amazing. What else was, was he that was really awesome? I hate that he's dead. He's so Dogma. Sad. He was great in Dogma. Dogma is so good. All the Harry Potters. He was amazing. Sure. Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, even though like. Like, at first, when they introduced Simon as his brother, and I remember just being like, ah, it was still really cool. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. I mean, it's Jeremy. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. And he's great. Number three was pretty good, too. Though. I loved it. Actually, the first I don't like number three, two. Don't, number two like is number good, two. okay? It is good. The problem with it, though, is that it literally is just diehard. It's number one all over again in a different setting. That's it. So that's the problem with it. Yeah. That's the only negative to it because John McLean is just as good in this one. Okay. Um, what's his face? The NYPD blue actor? Uh, Dennis Franz? Yeah, Dennis Franz. Yeah. He's great in it too. Mm -hmm. Everyone is awesome in it. Even the bad guy. Uh, even like how they do the fake out. They do a fake out just like they did in the first one. Like, Everything's the same as the first one. Just bigger and better. Just doesn't have Alan Rickman. Bigger and better with no Alan Rickman, right? Without Alan Rickman. Yeah. But the third one is the is better. It's better. It's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really... Yeah. So that's, that's, so that's pretty it. much it for me. We'll we be uh, returning soon with my top five. I don't know how soon, but it will be soon. It's going to be so soon. So soon. I hope that we have time to change. I hope not, because the smell in this room right now is just... Mm. Hmm. It's almost as if... Oh, that's gross. That's gross. <laughs>